Welcome to episode two of Untitled JSG Movie Podcast. Don't worry if you missed episode one. This will still make more sense than a Kennedy Star Wars movies. And now she has moved on to working her magic on Indiana Jones movies. We decided that as gamers that we would pick some movies based on games and review them. First episode we looked at Street Fighter from 1994. That one they did a job of getting the characters from the game in the movie, but nothing really from the plot of the game. Let's see if tonight's movie does a better job, but first, let me introduce my co-host, an amazing bearded gamer version of Goldie Hawn, Mr. Elmer Fudd. I still love that Goldie Hawn reference. <laughs> hey, Evil J2789, the host of the show, how are you? Good, you? I'm wonderful, man. I like, yeah, I just watched this movie today, so it's fresh <laughs> on my mind, and I'm and ready to never, talk about it. You'd never seen this movie before, have no. you? No. Yeah, so last episode, you know, was Street Fighter, like you said, and I'd watched it before, but it had been years. This one's one I've always wanted to watch and just never got to it. So it was really exciting to be like, sweetheart, to my wife, um, I got, like, I've got homework to do. I have to sit down and watch this movie. Sorry. You didn't, you just, you watched it. You didn't watch it with the kids, right? No, no. I just sat in my study, you know, had the door closed, had a couple drinks and, and watched Hitman. Hot. Paused during a couple scenes. No, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, it doesn't take long. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I watch this at work. <laughs> That's so tablet, crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very different. It was interesting. So I rented it. There wasn't a lot of places for me to, where did, actually, let's start. Where did you watch it? Uh, on Disney Plus. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, up here, Disney Plus added, um, what they call stars. Yeah. So stars is a different platform. Disney has one called stars. It's pretty much stars international. Okay. So it's what you guys have as Hulu. Oh, we don't okay, have gotcha. Hulu up here. So, but they built, they built it into the Disney plus uh, app. Is that extra or is that just part of the regular subscription? It's going to, the subscription is going to go up. Uh, it's going to go up to like, I think what you pay for Netflix. But you get oh, okay. Disney Plus and Stars built in together. That's because Hulu is huge. Dude, that's yeah. God, that's lucky. Yeah, we don't have that. I had to, uh, I didn't have a lot of options. And so I had to rent it on YouTube. And uh, as, many, as many options as you have for watching John Wick, apparently one and two down in the States. Yeah, yeah. There's some interesting, there's some movies that you go, oh, that's easy for me to see. And you, yeah, but yeah, some of these have not been so. Like but, John Wick yeah. one and two are on Netflix up here. So it, you know, I could only it was only it was in 480p, but it looked fine because again, it's a movie yeah. from 2007. You know, but yeah, so that's where I got to watch it. So I was going to go through the synopsis, and it's fairly long and pretty much just titles the whole movie, like the whole thing. But I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> don't feel like talking um, back. Here's a, I found a short synopsis. If you want that, real quick. Sure. A uh, gun for hire known only as Agent 47, hired by a group known only as The Organization, is ensnared in a political conspiracy, which finds him persuaded by both Interpol and the Russian military as he treks across Russia and Eastern Europe. That's a lot shorter than what I had. Yeah. It was the one I on had... the IMDb page. Oh, so. uh, okay. I found a different one on the IMDb page that pretty much lists out the whole movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel yeah. like basically the whole movie was in Russia. I don't remember much anything else being outside of that. Um, they went to Turkey and then they went back to Russia. That's right. 
And he must have gone to England at one point at the end of the movie. Oh, that's true. Well, where do you want to, uh, where do you want to start this at my man? So this movie stars Timothy Elephant, or as some people call him, Tim- Timothy Ella Wonderful <laughs> as agent 47. Uh, was it Dugray Scott as the Interpol agent? Yep. Uh, Robert Kepner as the FSB agent. Uh, Robert Kepner, who I remember from Jailbreak. And uh, Doug Ray Scott from Massive, or not from from uh, Mission Impossible Two. Yeah, uh, Olga, whose last name Karinko, who you said Karinko. was in, yeah, yeah, was in James Bond, right? Yep. Uh, the year after this movie, um, and then Ulrich Thomas, who is uh, Thompson, who is the who was the president of Russia, mm-hmm. who got assassinated. Twice. And then his brother was played <laughs> by Henry Ian Kozik, who, um, if I remember correctly, I think he was in, yeah, I think he was like 4,400 and a whole bunch of other stuff like that. Uh, he was in Lost, Scandal, yep. The 100, MacGyver. Yeah, he's been all, he did a great job. You, I, you know, you, uh, this is going out of order here for sure, but like right. when he popped on screen, there's certain actors you see in a movie where you're like, Oh, this guy's a bigger name because you can just tell they're acting their ass off. And he was yeah. one of them. Yeah, that scene was awesome. Um, directed by Xavier uh, Jeans, who's oh, directed. Find yes. Um, do, 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 Hitman. I think Hitman was his first like big movie. Where's the director? So I can click on his name. Uh, there it directed is. Directed a movie called The Divide. Um, uh, Cell, Frontiers. I know that that one was pretty popular. Gangs of London. Uh, yeah, Gangs of London, which is a TV series. So not a... a yeah, he hasn't done a lot. A French comedy. A couple episodes on a couple shows and like yeah. one or two movies, but really not much. And there wasn't much before Hitman either, so... This movie, though, apparently was taken away from him during the filming of it really like they he filmed it the production team took it away from him and did a whole bunch of reshoots for it he had set it up to have for sequel going more into like agent 47 being a clone and stuff which is from the video game yeah and that and they completely eliminated like that stuff there was no backstory he he didn't have a backstory in the movie about agent 47 because so that's what the bit, second one okay yeah, that, that whole thing at the beginning with the kids and stuff and showing the kids and the tattoos and stuff, he didn't have in the original movie. Hmm. Um, it was written by Skip Woods, who is actually... He is pretty much every single um, Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. Bruce Willis has him come in and just kind of sit there. And then if Bruce Willis doesn't like uh, scenes and stuff like that, has him rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Live free or die hard. Uh, a screenwriter, additional dialogue uncredited. He sat on set for Bruce Willis. Uh, he did uh, basically any movie you would expect like that. He yeah. Swordfish, Sabotage uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Thursday. Xavier Origins. Uh, the the Hitman the movie AT. in 2015. Yeah. The A Team, uh, X Men Origins, a good, a good day to die hard. 
Yeah. See another. Oh, the A-Team movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. I, I see his uh, his writing style there. Um, this movie was also originally supposed to be Vin Diesel's movie. Vin Diesel as Agent 47. I'm trying yeah. to picture that. So he pulled out of this movie to go, I think, do Triple X, like the third one, because he didn't do the second one. That's true. He oh, went and did... But if you notice, he's listed as an executive producer. Like he has his own specific. They go through the cast, and right at, right after they go through the cast, he's listed executive producer Vin Diesel, and then they go back into more of the credits. Uh oh, he uh yeah, he left that to do the Fast and Furious actually. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize the first Fast and Furious was in two thousand nine. Was when it was released. So yeah, so he didn't do Hitman so he could go film Fast and Furious, which turned out good for him because that's a 30-movie franchise now. So, uh, One of the producers is actually Luc Besson. Which is a fun name uh, to say. Yeah, of uh, The Professional, or Le Professional uh, fame. <laughs> Le Professional. Which is about an assassin. Yeah. Well, should we get into the movie, my man? Yeah. Oh, the uh, video game. Um, yes, video game. Series started in 2000. Hitman code name 47. It was featured eight main games in total, the most recent being Hitman 3, released in January 2021. Main games in the Hitman series are set in semi-open world environments and presented from a third-person perspective and have players eliminate specific targets assigned to them while trying to remain as stealthy as possible by various means. Uh, includes taking disguises, hiding from suspicious enemies, and using suspicion... Uh, sus- Ah, silence weapons. <laughs> the series' main protagonist and playable character is Agent 47. Uh, works for the fictional international crime agency ICA, which is the organization, as they called it in the movie. Originating as a clone who was genetically engineered to maintain peak human physical intelligence, be easy to control and display a cold and monotone personality force 47 is uh regarded as the best assassin in the world each game features different story arcs within which while not interconnecting the most part do take place in the same continuity and serve to develop 47's background human side and relationships with recurring characters Um, have you ever played the hitman games i played the first one forever ago and i've watched I've watched a lot of playthroughs and not of the entire game, but a lot of, I've seen a lot of moments in all the other ones. Cause I'm always interested in looking at them. Yeah. Um, but I've never, I don't know. I just haven't had the urge to say that on playthrough one again, but I really enjoyed the first one. And I really enjoy watching clips and, and uh, different playthroughs of the other ones. It's a really so cool I, game. When I originally watched this movie, I had never played the Hitman games. Oh, okay. Watching it this time. I had actually played through Hitman two fully. I'd gotten it on sale at Christmas a couple of years ago. And played through the whole thing and really enjoyed it. Um, I found that the movie and the games, like, it's almost like, like one mission. That mo- The movie could have fallen into, like, one mission of the game. Oh, absolutely. Um, the only thing they didn't do in the, that I find that in the video game they do, but in, the, in this movie they didn't do, was where the whole planning portion. Because in the game, they go, okay, here's your target. And then you, he plans everything out. You don't see all the planning, which in a movie they can't really really do because it takes away that suspense. 
Yeah, they definitely went with the, you know, the classic, like, you know, open with the mission happening and then, you know, yeah. something went wrong and then you're just kind of reacting to moments as you go. Um, because there was a, starts off with the, in the movie where, uh, where was it? Were they in Africa? Or there's something like that where the, the guy picks up, they pick up the, the one guy and, and bring him to the warlord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was in uh, Niger. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to interrogate him. Yeah, talking about how he's the best. The the, basically the the scene opened up with them talking about how Agent Forty Seven is the best in the business, and then it pops to that scene where he has inserted a bomb into this dude's brother and sewed it shut into him. His brother took him captive because he thought he was a traitor, and then Agent Forty Seven simply you know let the bomb go, bomb bomb, (laughs) job done, and walked away. Like, what did you do to his throat? We did nothing to his throat. This is how he was delivered. Delivered? Delivered. you picked him up. No. No. (laughs) Run. (laughs) Boom. So, I I really want to, I think the best place to just start overall is how Timothy Oliphant looked as the classic Agent 47. Yeah. Which, Um, personally, I think... I think he did a phenomenal job. There's been a lot yes. of um, representations where you can tell like they were buzzed right before filming because there's yeah. a horrible tan line and he didn't have that. It was kind of a clean color all the way through and he had the the motif down. He looks good in the suit with the red tie. He was very cold and calculated the whole movie. And I think he did a great representation of Agent 47. The other actor that was supposed to do this after Vin Diesel, they offered it to him and he turned it down was Jason Stratum. Jay, he, he would have been good too, but he doesn't, yeah. he would have been really good in this actually. Yes. Um, also the only, only reason that Timothy did this movie was to pay for his new house. Cause, uh, Deadwood got canceled. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That makes sense. So, when you talk about actors doing a movie and it's like, oh, they, you can see their heart's not in it. It actually works for this role. Yeah, it does. Because the character's not that, that that's one of the things I wrote down. Agent 47 to me showed too much emotion through this movie. But imagine if he actually wanted to be in this movie, like actually it was a passion project of his. I think the emotion probably would have been more like this emotion still subdued a bit. Because in the video games, there's no emotion to anything. Oh, yeah. It's just a job. But I think in a in a movie aspect of it, because you're supposed yeah. to, like, all this stuff's happening to F him over, right? Yeah. So you're supposed to feel sorry for him. I think that was part of it. If he showed no emotion the whole time, I don't think as an audience, you would have felt that compassion. You know what I mean? I think it, it plays to both just the moviegoer yeah. and the gamer. Yeah. So I it kind agree. of melds it nicely where some movies where it's like, yeah, it's based off a video game, but we really need to hook the moviegoers. Yeah. Like they almost kind of did both. Because it was like never like. Li- Sorry, go ahead. Well, we got to give them a little bit of emotion. There is mm-hmm. the girl, but if you notice, there is no actual um, relationship. Yeah, it's, it's forming, and you could see it could go somewhere, but it's never a full thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, in the video games, there is a Russian prostitute that he saves. There is no relationship, but he she helps him later on in the games with, he gets information from her. Yeah. So to him, it's as, 
he will make a connection to someone if he sees a use for them. Yeah. It's a tool of the trade. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like with, with the emotion stuff, it was never like, you know, full contorted face, like, oh no, woe is me. The only time you really saw emotion was when he was really angry. It was just nothing or very pissed. And I think if you're going to show the emotion, like that's the way to go. Like the, when they told him that he hadn't fulfilled the job, so he wasn't going to get paid. Yeah. He's like, um, excuse me. I put a bullet through his nasal cavity. That guy yeah. is dead. <laughs> if you are trying to screw me, I will burn you to the ground. Yeah. I like the Interpol agent when he's like, no, my guy doesn't miss. Yeah. There's something wrong here. Well, when they, what was it? The, the pictures or the, yeah, whatever, with the video of it, when he was supposed to, oh, he was, he was just nicked. It's like, that's a lot of blood for just yeah, being for a, nicked. For being, that's a head exploding worth of blood. Yeah. Not a, oh, my cheekbone got grazed. Yeah. Oh, and the fact that it was, it came down to his brother hired the hit to take him out, his, him out so that he, they put a double in place. Yeah. And that was. So something really interesting with this movie, which I, I, I dig these kind of, uh, cause it wasn't just a straight up action flick, right? No, there was, there was a couple really good action moments, but there wasn't as many as I expected going to this movie. I'll be honest. Um, which I was actually okay with, but they did a really good job with the storytelling. Cause you had agent 47 trying to figure stuff out while the yeah. organizations got a hit on him. But and then the Interpol guy is also trying to get Agent Forty Seven, but he's also figuring out what's going on in the story, and that you know something isn't right here. And then you have the Russian side of it where they're trying to hide everything. Well, so it was, it was like four different parties of people going through the same circle trying to stop one of the other ones from figuring out something else. The other one was figuring out. It was a really cool, uh, just a really cool circle of I don't know character progress and the whole plot, you know. And then they kind of gave it like, what was it when he had to go get Mr. Price to go meet, uh, the brother, the brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, Yuri's always the brother's name in in a Russian movie. Goes into the restaurant, comes back out of the restaurant, looks at the name, right? Okay. Mr. Price and then leaves, sees when the reservation is and then goes back. Not, you're not realizing that he's set up already. Yeah. He'd already, he'd already gone into the bathroom. He'd already like set everything up, knew which glass, knew which table. And that was really interesting because the only thing they showed was him looking at the list. Yeah. So when everything went down later on with the restaurant and it showed him understanding the table, the drink order, um, hiding a gun in the toilet, like yeah. it, it was, it was cool because you didn't expect it. But when it happened, you're like, oh, well, obviously it's agent 47. Yeah. yeah, that was a really fun ride. Like the him setting up his hotel room. Yeah, with and, uh, the you know the breakable beads on the doormat, the charge on the door frame, the rope the ready rope. to go at a minute notice, hiding guns in the the floor down below him in the ice chest. Yeah, and then the only thing you see there is he puts his hand into the ice chest, and that's it. At one yeah. point, exactly. Just to kind of like, you and think he's just freezing his rope. hands? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was very subtle nods to what's going to happen later, but it wasn't, well, it was weird because it was in your face, but it wasn't in your face at the same time. Cause I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's just doing something, you know? And then it all came it, together later. It wasn't oceans 11. Yeah. Style. Yes. 
the music went boom as it zoomed in yeah. on the beads. Well, it reminded me of the uh, was that John Wick two when he sets up all the guns and stuff in that underground the catacombs. I think so. Yes. Yeah, it reminded me of that where he go where he pre plans so much and has everything in place for everything that could happen later on. It was really cool. There's well, not a lot of movies of, that show that, and I I dug it. Speaking of John Wick, um, the writer from John Wick is writing Hitman into a TV series for Hulu. He has that been since 2017. Cool. That will be very cool. Um, what else was uh, the when he was in the hotel and the uh, when you actually hear his handler. Cause in the video game, you always, the handler always talks to you. Yeah. Uh, agent 47, this is your mission. Do this, this, that you have to take this person out, try to be not get caught type thing. Right. In the movie, it's always through a computer, except when he gets the call. And I'm she's not, like, I, I shouldn't be. call you. Yeah. But that's the, that's the voice of, uh, I don't know if that's the actual, but that's the, it sounded really similar. Yeah, to the video game, uh, who is his main handler throughout everything. And I did like that aspect of the suitcase, of the briefcase, sorry. Um, with, you know, the, here are the, it, it showed his text to, or chat to, to text, to voice, whatever yeah. it's called, the technology, right? But it, like, I really like that, here are the mission parameters, do you accept? Yeah. They've changed, do you accept these terms? Very good. The money will be wired. Like it was very, here's the information you need. This is what, it, from a, from an organization that creates cold calculated killers, like yeah. that's the way it made sense. It was a rope, you know, it was a, it was an auto-tuned voice, right? So you couldn't recognize the voice and it was just the bare bones information you needed and go. And then you actually had the symbol of the organization that made him. Yeah. And it was very 2007-esque where like when he opens a laptop, the logo's like, wow, big and yeah. spinny. And I had a good chuckle at that. That's <laughs> all really flashy. I was like, all right, here we go. The disappointment I did have in this was that he didn't use a, a briefcase as a weapon. Well, he did blow up an entire briefcase. Yeah. But in, in the, the game, you can actually use the briefcase yeah. and it's like a one shot. It, it, Automatic headshot. You throw it, hits the person in the head. Another thing from the games, I thought they did a really good job with with hinting in the movie. Well, not hinting it, but the really good thing they transitioned into the movie was, you know, a big part of Hitman is disguising yourself. And he yeah. disguised himself a lot during the movie. You know, he he was the the train conductor looking guy. He dressed up as one of the Russian soldiers. Uh, he had a couple had, other ones I can't remember, but yeah, he was had, uh, dressed up a lot. I'd completely forgot about that he does dress up at the train station. Cause I'd seen the movie so many, I'm sitting there going, he hasn't used your, he hasn't used a disguise yet. And then all of a sudden he goes to the train station. He's like, okay, go to the platform. And, and then it's him. And it's like, Oh, there it is. Disguise. There's, here we go. There's this disguise. <laughs> the, uh, I was going to, I was going to bring up while watching this, this, uh, the swords when he fights the other agents. Oh yeah. They just pull swords out of the back of their, of their, I, I was going to bring, it's like, well, they can't do it. It's like, Oh wait, in the video game, you can carry a 50 caliber sniper rifle on your body and never be <laughs> seen. Yeah. Switch disguise is still not be seen. It's like, so that's how the video game is. Yeah. They're using video game logic, which made sense. So, and yeah, it makes sense. So since you brought that up, actually, cause we'll talk about that was one of the only action scenes in the flick. Um, 
where it's all the the agents fighting the four agents fighting each other in the train station. Um, and if you all recall from the last episode, when I was talking about the fight scenes in street fighter, how it was all very much a lot of cuts during the combat, you know, um, this didn't really have that. It was a lot of long shots where the camera just kind of panned along with what is happening. There wasn't a lot of cuts. Like the actors were legitly doing everything and, and progressing the fight scene along. And I was, I was actually really impressed with that because there aren't a lot of basic action flicks that do that style of fight scene anymore. I think it comes down to the directors from France. So European style directing, right? That makes so sense. Luc Besson's the same thing. So I think it's when you start looking at the, who the directors are, of some of these movies that the styles will be different than what you're used to on a straight American directed like this is, and it could come down to like who else was on the crew. Yeah. Like the cinematographer and stuff like that. But yeah, no, they weren't, they were, it's so that you could see the whole scene. Exactly. And it wasn't, you could, you could, and like the, um, the choreography wasn't amazing. I will say that, but it, it was better than I expected it to be, especially cause I was sucked in the moment because it wasn't, you know, a lot of cuts and everything. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. I wonder who did. Cause they'll, they'll list who the, um, who the fight coordinator was. That's what I'm looking for right now. Actually, as you said, it. Uh, casting by art design, set decoration, costume design. Costume design was great. Well, the suit. Yeah, you the had to have really nice. the black with the red tie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, every you know, everyone's costumes were great. You know, everyone's suits looked good. You know, the Ru- okay, the Russian soldiers' suit uh, uniforms were kind of. I had to oh. have a laugh at that. And that was very video game esque. Yes. The, how, how do the Russian armor? soldiers look like this? No, no, they don't. But from a video game perspective, that's exactly it. But they had the military, the Russian military guys at the church. Their uniforms looked like you would picture a Russian military uniform. Oh yeah. All the other stuff with the gas masks and stuff like that was yeah, it was a little overboard. There it is. Uh, Gregory Lafredo was the fight choreographer. Let me see what else he's done. Uh, oh, he's done a, a few Bond movies, um, a few cop movies, Kiss of the Dragon, Tom Clancy's Tom Clancy, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the the video game. Oh, the video he did a game. bunch of stork stunt stuff for that. Um, Shadowhunters, uh, Belleville Cop, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, he's got he's dude. This is a big list a lot of, of stuff he's so done. So video games. So. He's a good guy to have on board for your video game movie. It was good. It was good stunts, man. The, the, and the choreography was really good. Assistant stunt coordinator, assistant stunt coordinator. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of these guys are from, Oh, okay, Rush hour the, three. There we go. We're good. That's the guy. Uh, kiss. Uh, one of the guys, uh, the stunt coordinator worked on the transporter with Jason Stratum. I love Kiss the of the Dragon. Uh, um, a lot of stuff in France, though, which makes sense when you when yeah. you have a you know a, like you said you know French director a lot of you know a lot of French actors and stuff and where you know most a lot of it was filmed at like yeah that makes sense. The Hunger Games. So what did you? So we talked about the fight scenes. There was 
Um, classically, there wasn't a lot of reloading, but reloading did occur a couple of times. Yeah. So, you know, well, that, that was a thing. It's also depending on what type of clip they're like, the weapons they were using and stuff like that. The yeah. weapons actually sounded right in this one <laughs> compared yeah. to Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is, although, actually, since you brought that up, that's a fun comparison. Because the uh, the guns sounded good, but when they're doing the hand to hand combat, the the yeah. punches sounded hilarious. Oh, the overblown. Uh, the o- was the folly. Bam. Yeah. For every hit, you're like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I did that. Did stick out to me. I'm glad you brought that up. That was funny. But yeah, the gun sounds were great. The explosions were fantastic. Um, the audio the audio was really the music was great. The the locations were awesome. The yeah, it was a great crew they had working on it. The The camera work, actually, I did want to bring that up, was uh, really, the director did a great job because there were some camera pans where I was like, that was a beautiful shot. Um, oh, yeah. But the one thing that bothered me with the direct, I don't know, I don't know whose choice it was, the director or whatnot, but there was a lot of moments where everything was really dark in an area you're like, I don't think that the headquarters for the Russian, you know, Secret Service would be, have all the lights turned off at any point in time. And then this guy's walking by a Capitol building and there's no lights anywhere. There was just a few moments where I was like, I really don't know. Like, I get it. It was to make a tone for the movie, but I was like, yeah, I don't think realistically there'd be no lights anywhere in that area. <laughs> I don't know if that came, like, I don't think there was reshoots for that. So I don't know. Cause you're looking at a movie where the director had it taken away. At, yeah, exactly. At, at, afterwards. So you don't know what the, Maybe they need to do a Hitman uh, Schneider cut. Yes. <laughs> the fact that also this movie was considered a bomb, its budget was $24 million, box office was $101 million. That sounds like they got their money. Yeah. I don't know. It's got, like, it's got a six and a half, six and a half out of ten rating on IMDb, which really isn't bad for a, a video game action movie. Yeah. So this comes down to where the producers sometimes don't, uh, the studio doesn't understand what people want. Yeah. Like as a video game movie, as, as people that play video games and also watch movies, this fit into what you want a video game movie to be. They didn't try to insult your intelligence and they didn't try to make light of anything. They took an action movie and took the source material, which is the video game and melded them together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they did a great job. Yeah. (laughs) Street Fighter is our Street Fighter's the bar, our low end bar now. Street Fighter. That was a good first one to have because like yeah, it's a great bar to set. Well we do I think we do have a movie coming up in the future that might go below Street Fighter and be the new low bar. There's a few on the list that are easily gonna set a new low bar for sure. It it might be a Nintendo uh, IP, so. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. <laughs> well, so we talked about Timothy Oliphant, right? Agent 47. Yeah. He did a great portrayal. Uh, he looked great. Looked great in the suit. Looked great in person, you know, in general. Did a really good job. Um, do we want to go? Uh, Doug Ray Scott as Mike, Whitt- Mike Whittier, which was the the Interpol guy. He was a big part of the story. And really, I need to watch him in more stuff because I think the only thing I've actually seen him in was Mission Impossible 2. And I thought um, he was, um, oh no, and Ever After. I forgot. He was the prince in Ever After. And yeah, Mission he's, Impossible 2. 
really good. He's a phenomenal actor. Everything I've seen him in, I'm oh, going, yeah. this guy is very talented. Um, and you know, he's not a, not a, not a, not attractive guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he was so doing desperate housewives at the same time he was doing this. That makes sense. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, I'm just looking through. Yeah. Some of the yes, death race three. He was oh, he was in Taken 3, that's right. Oh, really? Doctor Who. Uh, he was in Hemlock Grove, Taken 3. Uh, uh, what else? Fear the Walking Dead, Harley and the Davisons. Oh, miniseries. I think it was probably on Harley. Yeah, Harley Davison. Uh, Batwoman, the TV series. Yeah. But nothing I've really watched. But every time I've seen him in something, he's very good. And he was really good in this movie. Uh, well, a lot know, of the stuff that's list, some of the stuff that's listed is um, British. Yeah. So as a British actor, they do they don't they do things differently. They're they're always doing something. Yeah. Oh, They'll jump yeah. into a a TV series because the TV series only does like eight episodes. Yeah, I'll jump in and do that. Yeah, I'll just jump in there real quick. I'm not busy doing anything but fighting yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, they want me to go do a play, a Shakespeare play in London. Yeah, I'll go do that for yeah, a couple I'm weeks. I'm fine with thing. that. It, yeah. But he did, I thought he was really good in this movie. He played really well, um, with everyone around him. He, it, his character didn't feel out of place. It felt like very important to the plot. It was really fun. Again, talking about what I mentioned earlier with him figuring things out alongside trying to chase agent 42 down or 47 down. Um, yeah, I just, as a character, I think he did really good. And he act, he acted very well. Uh, you know, he, he looked competent with a gun too, which is important when you're playing an Interpol yeah. agent. Yeah, I really like his character. Playing any law enforcement type agent in a movie, yeah. you need to at least like one day talk to a police officer or whatever going, how do I actually carry a gun? Yeah. Well, actually that is something very, because something that bothers me a lot is trigger discipline in movies. A lot of Hollywood yeah. movies, everyone always has their finger. Almost, a lot of times the, tr- the trigger's already pulled when they're just standing there talking to someone. You're like, wait, no. But the trigger discipline was really good in this movie. And I think... That might have to be a statistic I put for all of our future uh, reviews of video game movies is trigger discipline. This one had good trigger discipline. There's a point. Uh, the guy who played the president probably haven't seen. Oh, he's in the world is not enough. Uh, other than that, that uh, the world is not enough. James Bond. Yeah. No, I meant that who is, was he in that oh, movie? I'm trying to remember. Uh, he was Sasha Davidoff. Sasha Davidoff. He's Danish. Oh, okay. I got you. Um, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of Danish stuff that you would never really see. That's true. That's true. But yeah. He was like, he didn't get a lot of, uh, no. we're talking about the president guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get a lot of screen time. It was kind of shot in the face and then a pretty good speech about how you need to step in line and figure out who this guy is or I'm going to kill you. Um, and then, uh, then a begging scene really, but. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of him, but he looked the part and he walked the part and he definitely, uh, you know, he had, he had the presence of being a president of Russia in Russia. And then, yeah, the FS, FSB agent who's been in tons of stuff. Oh yeah. And he was great. Are you, are you telling me to fuck off? <laughs> 
No, no, no. Yeah, he's been in a ton of. He was in Transporter Three, The Hunger Games, Prison Break, uh, um, Redemption Day, R.I.P.D. Yep, Frat Pack, I Zombie. He's in that series, Homeland, The Dating Game Killer. Yeah, this guy's done a lot of. Yeah, and yeah. he, you, you, you picture him as a FSB agent. Yeah, he did. Right. He, he was exactly the casting for this movie was really good because everyone in there there wasn't a single person I was like, yeah, this guy isn't it. Even though I need to look at one character real quick while you talk about something. Like here. him though, you knew the moment you saw him. It's like, oh, he's 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 shady, slimy. He has something to do with this though. Yeah. Where is he from? I got to see this real quick. Which? Uh, Joe Sheridan. I'm trying to figure out where he's from. It's just a fun, fun. So Joe Sheridan was uh, Captain Goodknife of the, the Russian police. Okay. And his, I couldn't figure out if his accent was really bad or if it was so good, it sounded bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, I just couldn't decide if it was just a terrible accident or not, but he had, he talked a lot and it was, uh, yeah, I really can't figure out. So I'm trying to figure out where he's from. So I know if it was good or not, but he was in Hitman, the ninth gate and the man in the iron mask are his big roles. And those are all great movies actually. Um, uh, Hannibal rising. Who was he? Oh, the, he, did. he was just a fortress keeper. Oh yeah. Hannibal rising. You're right. The headmaster headmaster. Yeah. A lot of French. So he's. He's in a lot of French movies, so I think he's French. He was also wait, is that is he was Ben Collins? Isn't Ben Collins uh, in Detroit Becoming Human? Yeah, isn't Ben Collins the main character? I think so, or one of them. One of the main ones, yeah, yeah. So he's a more of a French guy. So yeah, maybe his accent was just terrible. But I was like, every time he talked, I was like, oof, I don't know about this one. He played Alfred Hitchcock in the movie Hitch. He looks like, he looks like it. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. He but. also played in a TV movie, Louis, whatever, the man who didn't want to be king. He played Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> he looks like Benjamin Franklin too. Yeah. That's a good fit actually. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was good. You know, he, you know, he was the, 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 the chubby Russian police captain who messes everything up. Yeah. There's what was another, is this guy French too? Uh, it must be the general, um, general Karmanov, uh, Karmanov, Karmanov. Yeah. Christian Erickson. And then you look at, he was in the messenger. Uh, he was a man in the iron mask as well. Mega race, yeah. a lot of older stuff. Well, I guess not older. That feels, it feels weird to say older stuff, but in the, in the, uh, you know, oh. role of time. These are older movies. Mega race, death match, video game filming. Well, that makes sense. Cause he was in the mega race movie in 1993. So yeah, that's actually really Another cool. Video. Yeah. Outcast second contact video game. So it, it's as if they got some people that actually did video or they led to no, Cause these are older. These are newer games. Unless some of them went, Hey, like, Video games seem pretty good, so why don't go do voice work for them? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of actors getting on board for that, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think we need to talk about Olga. Dear, dear, sweet Olga, who was 
a really strong character. Yeah. I think she did, you know, obviously she's a very attractive woman. Like, we don't need to beat around the bush there, you know. She's not wearing anything a lot in this movie or wearing close to nothing a lot in this movie. But even though that's the case, she was a very strong presence and she never really felt helpless in a helpless situation. Yeah. Like she took control of whatever was kind of happening at the time. Even if she got thrown into a trunk with a dead body. Like, I think that was the only time she was really like, no, I'm not cool with this, which makes perfect sense. <laughs> and she was like the only one in the main cast that was actually Russian. Yeah. Which makes, which was good. Yeah. So the accent was the actual, an actual Russian accent. But and it was, and she, you know, same thing when she was in Quantum of Solace, she was a very powerful, you know, yeah. leading lady in a movie, you know? So it's, it's, it's really cool when you can have, you know, obviously, you know, very attractive, but super strong screen presence, you know, very good acting. And then he, his character, um, through, got through him, like the hitman, uh, agent 47 threw her off. Cause everything that she'd normally be able to, her tools in her toolbox that she'd have to get her way because he didn't, the one thing the the sex appeal and stuff wasn't there for him. Yeah. It was, it was starting to work. And then he, you yeah. know, stabbed her in the neck, and her neck with, the... with the good, good night juice, you know? <laughs> and, and it felt, it really felt like she res- in a weird way. She respected that. Because, you know, he came back after having to go murder a bunch of people, right? Yeah. You know, he's like, all right, good night, hot lady. I'm going to go kill a bunch of people now. Good morning. Let's get breakfast. But, you know, she, she kind of, cr- she got out of bed and she didn't seem mad at all. Like, I think she knew what happened. And then she went over and helped him tie his tie. And they had a little moment where they smiled and that was it, you know? Yeah. It was really nice. There was no, there was no dialogue in that entire scene, but it told a lot of what was happening in that relationship. The, uh. When they're, they're getting to know you stage between those two, which was partly her being locked in a trunk with a dead body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, um, but they're my at fi- the gas station. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pulls Go ahead. The, bring, brings her a sec, takes her out of the trunk, gives her a sandwich. I bought you a sandwich. And she kept on going. He's like, are you going to shut the fuck up or I'm going to have to put you back in the trunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll sit here. But yeah, well, my favorite thing between the two of them was when they were on the train and he's telling her to leave. And she's like, I don't even know your name. And he's like, well, where I come from, we're not given names. We're just trained and given numbers. My number was 47. And she looks him deep in the eyes and she goes, that explains so much. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it really does. Like everything that character has done to her and been as cold as, as he has been to you. Like that's a moment where you go, all right, I get who you are as a person now. Yeah, that was, it was really, the movie had really fun dialogue. Oh yeah. And it's not like they threw in a crap load of one-liners. Yeah. Like it was all, it was all there when it needed to be there. He had to talk when he had to talk and everyone else talked just to move the plot and it wasn't anything extra. Like the, as the what line you said, oh, you're, you're trying to tell me to fuck off. Like those one-liners shut the fuck up before I put you back in the trunk. Like, (laughs) yeah. Even at the, um, what was it? Even at when he goes and meets, uh, Yuri, the brother, and he's going through all the weapons. And the one guy says, that's not, that's not price. He's like, wait a second. This is a knockoff from China. (laughs) 
you really he's going on about he, the yeah, he's going. If you even could hit her, which I'm not saying you could, <laughs> you're not going to kill her. <laughs> you're going to blow her eye in. Yeah, and that was the most like Hollywood esque scene in the movie. That shootout. Everything yeah. else was like really was toned toned really well i'd say and that one it, it wasn't so over the top it felt weird but it definitely was well like whoa big gun fight slow motion shots yeah. big guns lots of bullets be standing up in the middle of the room with two us us automatic weapons yeah 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 and them not hitting well you know when you're behind a mar- marble you know stops those yeah. bullets easily easily you know but and there was i i think that i think i had the the line right one th- it as another thing with guns though is, you know, he brought a, he had a, he had an M4 with the M203 launcher underneath, you know, he's like, yeah. this is really good, especially, you know, if you're in a group that everyone's using 762 ammo, cause you have everything you need. And I'm like, no, that uses 556, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, the trigger discipline was good. You know, naming, naming of weapons and, uh, and ammunitions was not there. But as a, a gun runner, he wound up dying anyway. He wound up dying anyway. And that was really cool too, because there was no one line. There, no. there wasn't over dialogue. He's like, all right, yeah, I hate my brother too. I'll do whatever you need me to do. What do you need me to do? And he just goes, he doesn't say die. He doesn't say no. disappear. He just says this and then shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. So good. And then the kidnapping of uh, the FSB agent. Where more part of his plan you don't you don't realize what he's doing and you figure okay this is like when he uh was at the um uh robert uh, kepner uh yuri yeah the fsb agent where he kidnaps him gets him and because he goes into what was it into the fsb office yeah and that's where all the lights are off and you're like why Which, <laughs> i don't know why people do that in movies click 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 um just clicking the light once, and if it doesn't turn on, you kind yeah, of that's know. that's all it does. Or you go click, click, click. Okay. But they go click, 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 click. It's like, uh, just do it once. <laughs> that scene did also, have one of the most beautiful camera pans, though. When he's, the camera's above Yuri's head. Yeah. And it goes past that fan blade. They're like, slow-mo go past the cameras is moving. Like, really yeah. set the tone for, like, everything's slowing down. Something's wrong here. I like that. And then he comes from above, doesn't he? I, yeah, I like like correct. Batman, like yeah. straight up just like slides down out of nowhere. <laughs> he wakes up in a bathtub. Yep. You know, when you wake up in Russia sitting in a bathtub full of ice, you know something's wrong. <laughs> just be thankful you still have all your organs. Yeah, I just woke but up like this. That scene is in one of the video games. Oh, which one's that in? Um, where did I read that from? Uh, so that scene and the rubber ducky are both from <laughs> the rubber one of ducky. The, yeah. Which is his way of going. Yeah. I, I got this from your, your house. You have a wonderful, fa- you have a nice family. And I liked, cause he's, you know, the way he's strapped into the bathtub, so he doesn't get out of it is barbed wire. And I liked the fact that he even wrapped the duck in barbed wire. <laughs> Around the neck. <laughs> yeah, around the neck of the duck and barbed wire. Like, here, you, your family's in as much trouble as you are right now if you don't comply. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm trying to... I'd seen it. 
Oh, most of the footage from the opening credits is edited from footage from the TV show Dark Angel. <laughs> which That's actually similar, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Which shares a similar storyline about genetic enhanced children trained as super assassins and soldiers. Yeah. Huh. It all comes together. What do you know? Uh, where I saw it. Uh, uh, Olga was distraught about after having to cut her hair for the role. She didn't. Uh, she said she didn't feel like herself anymore, which she used to help her connect with her character. That makes sense. That hair was really cool with like the, the couple red streaks, you know, thicker yeah. streaks coming down. Uh, Diana, the one that phoned him, the his handler, and Agent Smith, which is the uh, CIA agent. Mr. Anders. Oh, wait, different yeah. Agent Smith, sorry. They're both characters from the game. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh I read it somewhere, and now I can't remember where I saw it. Ah, that's all good. Uh, yeah. But no, that was that supposedly is in the video game. In that's one cool. Of the, one, of, one of the missions, you actually that actually happens. I liked how but, the, uh, the, the, the clock timer was like t verbally saying how much time was left, like really yeah. enhanced. Like this is intense. You need to, you need to get this done. You need to talk this out. And that whole end sequence of the plan coming together that you didn't see again, like you mentioned, they don't show yeah. the planning process. So you're just along for the ride. And as it all comes together, 20 minutes later, you go, Oh, that's why there's the meeting with this guy. Then why he gave the key to this guy and why this is here. That was Which so cool. <laughs> Which, when you realize it, he planned this at the hotel. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, because that was in his briefcase, that key, yes. which he needed for that church. So he started planning from the moment he knew he's double-crossed. And that's why he's the best assassin in the world. He planned the end scene of the movie in the first scene of the movie. And it yeah. was like a three-month span of time between, between both moments. Like, what? Yeah, that was really well done. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, the and he had the timer set so that he ha he could only the micro the uh, walkie-talkie only kicked on at a certain time. Yep. So he so either he, called for help and died, or said what he had to say, and then it was done. Yeah. And you're going well. Their sniper mustn't be a good shot. Oh wait, he had no plan. He didn't want to kill the sniper to kill him. Yep. Because he knew that he would be sent to a safe location in a certain room that he had access to. <laughs> it's so brilliant. Yeah. Oh, God. It was so good. All right. Jay. Yep. Evil Jay 2079. Your favorite scene of the movie. What is it? I didn't have, like, I liked the whole movie as, as a whole. Um. One of the things that the, it ran through the whole movie, the fact that the Interpol agent at no time lit his cigarette. Yeah, that's true. He, he never, not, he never did. No. And he used it because that was all kind of set up for that one scene where he bugged the FSB agent. Yeah. With the cigarette. With the cigarette. Oh, good catch. I didn't notice until now. Yeah, you're right. He never actually lit a cigarette. Remember, I'm watching this at work where I can't smoke for eight hours because we're That's... locked in the building. So you're noticing that. Yeah. 
Oh, that cigarette looks good. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Which, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene was the escape from the hotel at the beginning. Cause that was just beautifully done. When he, the, he realizes he set up, here's the crunch. The blast goes off as he jumps out with just, he doesn't have shoes on. He's just got his dress pants and the shirt jumps out the window, grabbing the rope to fall in the group, the floor below where the people are sitting there playing Hitman on TV, yeah. which was hilarious. Um, and then he runs out, grabs his guns, you know, from the ice box. And in this beautiful sequence where he understands how people work, think, and is able to escape, get a new suit. And he's out of there within yeah. minutes, just so quick on the fly with his pre-planning and how he got everywhere. He, and it was just, must, it was a beautiful scene. He must've had it planned that for the suit too. Because well, he, he had, walked in there with nothing. Well, he had funds from completing a mission shortly before that. And but I assume they get paid pretty good. Stuff off, don't you know, like me, normally I would last, when I get home, socks come off, wallet goes up somewhere else. So when he's running out, would he still have his wallet on him? Well, I think that's what the, uh, the barcode on the back of the head is, is just your, they just, he just goes, oh yeah, I'll just pay for that real quick. You know, you have, you have the tap pay with your thingy. card. He just bumps the back of his head, boop, you know, and he's good to go. Cause he doesn't seem like in a lot of these movies where they'll kill people for certain stuff, right? Yeah. And maybe he if did. If it's not part of, the, but I don't think he would if it's not part of the plan. Yeah, that's true. He only kills people that need to die. But he didn't yeah. kill anyone innocent. He didn't. It was. That's yep, true. Very bad. meticulous. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite scene. That was, it was, the cinematography was great. The, the action was fantastic. The sound, the explosion was awesome. You know? Yeah. It was a great scene. What a you way to open notice, a movie. Like with, when the, the crashing and then with the video game, they did a double take. Yeah. Yeah. They looked at him and like looked at each other and looked at the screen and looked at him. It was <laughs> hilarious. It was a great little nod to the fact that this is a video game movie. Uh, now, oh, he was supposed to have... He has blue eyes in the video game. Well, the that Hitman. just ruined my immersion. Thanks. Um, Timothy, uh, he actually was wearing blue contact lenses, but the director thought he looked odd, so they ended up just using his natural eye color. Which isn't... Where, like, it's not that far off of blue. No. But the fact that they were going to those extents, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, the character has blue eyes. You need to have blue eyes. It doesn't work. Oh, yeah, the the restaurant where where he uses the bathroom, where he stashes the gun. This is a throwback to the first Hitman game, which you asked to use the bathroom in a restaurant to stash a gun. Like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I forgot about that It looks like Skip Woods looked at the video games when he wrote this. And put in a couple, a couple nods. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more than a cut. I think there's a lot from the video games in, in this movie compared to Street Fighter. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah. We keep going back to that. Don't we? Remember that that's our low bar. That's our bar. Yep. That's where we start. Uh, Timothy put on 20 pounds of muscle for the role. That makes sense. He looked, he looked good. It wasn't like, you know, Marvel superhero buff, you know, yeah. like, but you could tell he was in, he was in good shape. Uh, uh, oh, the train station platform sequence. Yes. It takes place outside the train station rather than underground. This is the original scene that 
uh, Xavier Jeans had shot. Uh, and involves 47 questioning one assassin rather than engaging in a three in a sword fight. So that whole scene was a reshot. Was a reshot. That was a good reshot then. That, that was an entire studio... melee yeah. action movie or action scene with four different people. So in the original one, it was just him questioning uh, one age, one of the other guys. Oh, All right. Well, I'm guys. glad that reshoot happened because I liked that action sequence. Uh, yeah, Jason Stratum was the first choice to replace Vin Diesel, but passed on the, on the part. That'd be so good. I'm Agent 47, and I've had a really bad day. I don't think he, I think he would have played the role like how it would have been. Because uh, he pretty much did almost. Uh, Transporter would have been, was similar to this. Transporter, yeah. Transporter was basically Hitman on another level. Yeah. yeah. Now, because of the Transporter series. Because I watched this, read that. And one of my things is, oh, what would this movie be like? And I wound up look, finding on Netflix and wound up ho- watching Homefront with <laughs> Jason Stratum. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I love Just him, so, man. Uh, oh, yeah, because uh, when Agent 47 uh, Nick, uh, walked through the train station in St. Petersburg to when Agent 47 is followed underground, the time in which the scenes are filmed switches between March 2007 and November 2007. Yeah, they had to go sense. back in November to do the reshoots. Jesus, man, that's crazy. Um, I guess as we're as we're getting close to the end here, um, one uh, it's not like a negative, but one thing that did crack me up. There was a lot of so a movie will normally when we move to a new location, uh, it will either just naturally show it to you, or if yeah. it's been a while, it'll do the font where it tells you where we are and what city. Yeah. I felt like every eight seconds in this movie was we're a block down in Russia still, but it would do that. It would show the building and do the, we're now here in Russia type font. It was like every eight seconds it did that transition. I was like, Oh God, here we go. (laughs) I think that's because in the video game that happens when you go to a location, right? Yeah. But not that much. No. Like it'll say, okay, you're in Russia type thing. But it's as if he's like, well, they do it in the video games, so let's throw it in and just keep well, on throwing it in It's not just there. video games. They do that in movies all the time, but it's always like if we're somewhere very far away. Yeah. And in this movie, it was like, we're at the sandwich shop in Russia. We're going to show that with the font. We've now gone outside the sandwich shop, so we're going to show the outside and we're going to do the font as well. We've now gone next door to get some chocolates. We're going to do the same thing here. It was... Every like block they went, it did that same transition. And I was like, okay, I get it. We're still in Russia. You, I, you didn't need to tell me that. It's okay. I can figure out that we're in a new location. Uh, the game was Hitman Blood Money that they're okay. playing on the PS2. Gotcha. They're playing through the death of a showman, the training level. Well, that's kind of cool. All right. Well, do you want to do... Uh... I don't know. Overall thoughts, a rating. I don't know how you want to do this, man. Um, well, before that, the way they ended it, like okay, that yeah. whole sequence where, cause they, they tie back into the beginning of the movie. So at the beginning of the movie, he's in, uh, the, the Interpol agent's house and says, when does a, a good man kill? Right. Yeah. What does, and then they show that whole thing. And then he's back there again. Like they're, they tie it all back together. 
And he gives him that out. He's like, yeah, this is the man you're looking for. Which is, I didn't realize it uh, when I was reading through a synopsis about this. That's Mr. Price. Oh, he shaved his head. head and then he threw him in the, there. He kept the body from the <laughs> trunk of the car. That's so awesome. I love that. I love <laughs> that so much. He needed a body. So he shaved the guy's head, put him in his, this is the guy you're looking for. The ballistics on the gun, which was not the gun he used, but somehow he made it so that it would be. <laughs> or it was the gun. We didn't realize that he took the gun off of the off of the uh, the Interpol guy. Well, the Interpol guy set it... it down as he walked into his house. Yeah. So he might have just had another. Like it's easy. Yeah. Like most of these guys have multiple firearms, so he, he could have just been another gun that matched up to him or something. And the fact then he leaves says, "I hope to never see you again." <laughs> In the rain, which was, which was fitting. Yeah. 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 I hope, I hope they never, and it wasn't like a threatening, I hope they never see you again. It was like a, it was lovely doing business with you. Like kind of tone. I hope we never see each other again. And then how they kind of tie up his and Olga's story. Yeah. She gets the thing for the vineyard that she wanted. Uh, Which he he bought because he was paying attention. Yep. When then he takes care of the hitman that was on the roof trying to kill her. I told, I warned you to leave her alone <laughs> and roll credits. Yeah. Yep. That was a great ending with, with him with the sniper rifle on his shoulder. Yeah. Which I think is the, from the video games too. Yeah. It they was a the nice double shot. Pistols. Yeah. All right, man. So, do, 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 do. Now, would you recommend this movie to other gamers? I, I would recommend this movie to other gamers. I would recommend this movie to non-gamers. I, it was a fun ride. There was a lot of homages to the game itself, but yep. it was, it was enough of other things, not video gamey. Like, you know, there's the, there's some political stuff in there. There was the mystery of everyone trying to figure out what's going on at the same time, which we talked about earlier. And then the action was good, but it wasn't just so much action that you didn't get anything else out of the movie, you know? And, um, you know, and Olga didn't wear clothes for a lot. So yeah, I would, I would also recommend this movie. At, at Actually, at one point I did recommend kind of, you'd never seen this movie. So you did recommend this movie. Yeah. yeah. To you. To me. That's tr- You've already answered that question for yourself. <laughs> well, besides uh, well, me, would you? Yes. Uh, even to non, like, because this movie would fit perfectly for gamers and non-gamers. Yeah. It's a good, you know, sometimes you're in the mood for just, uh, I wouldn't say mindless, because again, there, was, there wasn't, it wasn't constant action. There was some, no. you know, intrigue involved there. But, you know, sometimes you're just in the mood for just a, just a fun action flick ride. And I think this, this checks all those boxes. This one actually fits more that one review where they said, what, uh, espionage or whatever. Yes. For Street Fighter. This For actually, Street... I think this is the movie they're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. They just put the review on the wrong movie. Yeah. If I go through, I think I see this review for Hitman from the same guy and it says WTF, who the hell is Jean-Claude Van Damme? But he wasn't anywhere in Hitman. So yeah, I think he just got his, uh, reviews fixed up, mixed up here. Uh, what would you rate this out of five? Out One of being five. Street Fighter for 94. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, what well, we don't, that's hard to do a rating based off Street Fighter because we don't have a movie that's a five to go the other end. Would we put this right now as our five? No, 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 no. no. No, I'll put this. This is this Actually, is a good middle of the road. I think this is a perfect middle of the road video game representation movie. I'll put this as a three. Or should we three. do this more as a? 
our top five video game movies as we've reviewed them. We've only reviewed two. I know one. <laughs> our one, top we're five going list backwards. will matter yeah. in six episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll give it, I'd give it a three and a half. Three and a half? Three and a half out of five. Yeah. It was a very fun ride. It was, it was, a, it was a good flick. There was a couple things that were just kind of like a little off. Um, but yeah, I'd give it a three and a half. I'd give it a four. All right. No, 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 wait. I'm thinking about it. No, three and a half also. And the reason is, as someone playing, who had played the video game, it would have been nice in one of the things he did where they kind of showed his thinking behind it. Yeah, I could see that. Like, just part of it. Like, even though with Mr. Price in the restaurant. Because they didn't show at the beginning him escaping and stuff like that. They didn't show how he thought of that. But just one scene where it's like you see him, he puts the, you, you see all the little things. Yeah. Every, everything so he's let, got. Oh, that'd be a good yeah. thing for this, this, and here's yeah. the pre-planning. Let's, yeah. let's you in on the magic trick. Yeah. Which would have tied it a little bit more to the video game. I can respect uh, that. So, uh, I've got, as we did last time, uh, two five-star reviews and two one-star reviews. All right, let's do it. Uh, the first one is from a gentleman named Soupad. Gave it five out of five. A great film to view. Uh, reviewed from the United Kingdom on October 16th. I could only find one on uh, Amazon. Okay. That didn't, that talked about the movie and not getting the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I don't want to hear about how your shipping was. I want to hear how you thought the movie was. So this yeah, one was exactly. uh, great. And he wrote all in caps. So he really is serious about what he's talking about. Um, a, fil- a great film to view. I thought all the best films had stopped after Ghost the Bodyguard. <laughs> if you have normal format, buy it. If you have Blu-ray format, buy it. Plus, even better, get it in a steel box. You won't be disappointed. Whatever format you have, buy it. I did. All right. I think and you liked the movie. The second five-star review, also from Amazon, uh, reviewed in the United States in 2018, brand new and sealed in box. It was hard to find five stars. Interesting. Okay. Uh, then I got, this is a one star from uh, IMDb. This is by... F- oh. This is, exclamation, little thing. Okay. By far, another little thing, the most trite piece of garbage I've ever seen. What an awful waste of talent and resources. The best thing I can say about this film is that it showcases the new Audi very nicely. I want to launch an investigation to how the public was defrauded into watching this unbelievable piece of crap. In the meantime, I'll make sure Interpol investigates all this. Even though they don't perform investigations, I don't know what cracked out 13-year-old thought this up, but they should not be allowed to make films anymore. I want a refund. Boo. Wow. that's uh, He's fun at parties. Yeah. I I don't think he watched the same one. I, I think he watched Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other one I got from Internet Movie Database, another one star. I don't know if you want to take reviews from Internet Movie Database for movies. 
One of the worst. They spent money all right, so there is some production value. The rest, though, is really bad. A stupid script, a lead actor who sucked left and right, a cheesy La Femme Nikita copy. It's sad. Interpol having jurisdiction in Russia. Really? No end to stupidity. Both of them had an issue with Interpol. I don't know, which I get. But in a video game sense, Interpol is, is, uh, it sounds powerful. Yeah, it's the organization that's like, okay, Interpol. You always hear about that. Even in, what is it? Uh, Who Framed Car- uh, Carmen? Uh, no, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? You're yeah, working oh, yeah. for Interpol. All the time. Yeah. All right. So they're both very fun and parties. Got it. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, their names are, so you know, uh, the Hatchet Man. Okay, yep. The Hatchet Man. was the first, first one star. And then Keen Ast. K-E-E-N-A-S-T. Keen Ast. Okay. He's got a keen ass. I respect it. Right on, man. Well, what's uh, our uh, what's our next movie? Our next movie will be Doom from 2005. Ooh. Starring yeah. Carl Urban and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. A so this is I don't watch a lot of video game movies. Uh one, I don't I don't have time to go to the movies a lot. I'm a busy yeah. guy, right? So this is another one that I have never actually watched. So have, my review actually, in a month will be, it will be from a fresh perspective. So, uh, where can people find you? Uh, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Elmer Fudd games. Beautiful to see you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at Elmer Fudd games, double M double D. What about you, Mr. Evil J 2789? I can be found on Twitter at Evil J 2789. Hell yeah. And uh, then the, this this podcast uh, can be found. It's uh, we're, we're on the regular feed for Just Some Guardians. You can just go to justsomeguardians.com in the future for all the uh, for the Twitch, YouTube, and our audio feed and everything there. Uh, also, actually, do you want to, if people feel the urge, uh, to email us at justsomeguardians@gmail.com with if they watch a movie too that they've that we've announced that will be the next one with their thoughts? Yeah. Would you be down yeah. with that? Some uh, listener slash viewer slash uh, yeah uh, friends of uh, ours <laughs> reviews. Yeah. If you watch the movie alongside us here, feel free to send us uh, some thoughts and feelings, and and we'll be sure to add that to future episodes. Just try to keep them a little short. Yeah, yeah. Don't be the synopsis of the movie. No. And. Uh... So we've done that. We've done the next movie, which was supposed to be now. I was supposed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 And uh, I would say that's a wrap on episode two of Untitled JSG Movie Podcast from Elmer and I. Uh, we'll see you at the next one. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you. I don't know. You, you, need, you need a tagline. Uh, and let's hope production doesn't take this away from us and reshoot it. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. Don't worry. Someday we'll get the episode two Snyder cut, which works because <laughs> my last name is Snyder. So, <laughs> <laughs> but with an I, not a Y, I don't make pretzels like that other nerd. <laughs> <laughs>